When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on Podcast Royal, the royal family marks remembrance. Camilla gets a new cipher as she prepares to become queen, and she and the king get egged while at an engagement. Plus, Kate is preparing to celebrate Christmas. It's the king's 74th birthday week, and it's our second birthday week. And we've got royals around the world news from Norway and Luxembourg we can't wait to share with you, all right here on episode 76 of Podcast Royal. Welcome back to Podcast Royal. We are raising a proverbial, in my case, I don't know if you have an actual (laughs) glass over there, but a glass to our second birthday, which is today, November 14th. We never record on Mondays, but we are tonight, and we didn't even do this on purpose for our birthday, but here we are. It's our birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Podcast Royal. Yeah, I am uh, drinking some sparkling or is it sparkling sparkling water um no alcohol but uh some something a little fizzy so I will cheers to podcast royal and in our second birthday today cheers to podcast royal cheers to the podcast royal loyals and uh here's the year three how did that happen is what I want to know but two years down and we're entering year three as of today. So how does life find you on this Monday? Like I said, it's so rare for us to do this on a Monday night. Yeah, it's great. Um, freezing cold in Birmingham this week, but, um, you know, everything's, everything's going good. I had a great weekend. I hung out here. How are you? I'm good. I went to Atlanta this weekend and saw Chris Stapleton. That was fantastic. It was so much fun. He is so good live. I actually also saw, so he was on, he was the top of the bill and Miranda Lambert was there who I, that was, well, I just saw her with you in April actually. And uh, that was the 10th time I'd seen her live. And a friend asked me to go to the show and she said, do you want to go see Chris Stapleton? And then it was just a bonus that there was Miranda Lambert and Dwight Yoakam as well. So it was a six hour show in Atlanta and it was so much fun. So it was a great weekend but okay I'm also wondering what is one moment since it is our second birthday today from the past two years with the show that if I had told you that that moment would happen on November 14th 2020 as we sat in your walk-in closet and recorded the trailer in episode one that you would have been amazed at so what is something that you never could have (laughs) predicted I think I know what you're going to say but Let's see what you say. What is one moment that has just blown your mind with the show in the past two years? I mean, what hasn't surprised me? You know, I I certainly never expected we would have the opportunity to interview some of the amazing guests we've had on this show. I think probably the wildest experience was reporting on Cheddar News um, just this past September. Um, It was you know, that's, I had not ever reported live on, on television like that before. So it was a first for me. And I certainly couldn't have predicted that. <laughs> that's 
what I thought. That's what I thought you were going to say. But yeah, I would say I would add to that. Definitely um, being with you on a national news program reporting on the Queen's death was huge. Um, getting mentioned frequently in the British tabloids is always a trip and very strange still. Um, and being named to top 10 lists or top five lists from different magazines across the world is, is an honor. And then, but my answer to the question is I never would have anticipated all of the incredible guests that we've been able to have on the show from Andrew Morton to Chris Jackson, to Robert Lacey, to Katie Nichol. I mean, just to James Patterson, my gosh, um, I never saw that one coming. I didn't know that he was going to ever be in the Royal sphere, but um, just, it's just been such a great experience and listeners, if you only knew like the humble beginnings of the show, just from like sitting at a local pizza place and this was Jessica's idea and then coming up with the name of the pizza place, we always tend to come back to the same pizza place and then, you know, recording, <laughs> I think I talked about this last episode, so I won't regurgitate it, but talk like just recording the the first episode in the trailer in your walk-in closet and we just had no idea what we were doing, learning on the fly and it just shows that you can really do anything if you put your mind to it. I mean, we are here in Birmingham, Alabama, and we just have a passion and here we are. So I'm just, I'm just very thankful to be on this journey with you. So thanks for two memories. I am too. It, it has been an incredible experience and, you know, the people that we have interviewed, I totally agree. Um, couldn't have anticipated that and really just blown away with how, great everyone has been, how nice everyone has been that we have talked to and interviewed yeah. on the show. Um, it's been a, a wonderful experience uh, have, having the chance to talk with all of these people. And it is funny. Um, you mentioned seeing our name in, in tabloids and stuff. You know, we sit here and report on people all the time and we talk about the things that they say and speculate on, you know, what, what they may be thinking. But on the other side of that, seeing someone have, you know, put your name out there and say something that you said, it is a, it's a kind of a crazy feeling. And so I can relate, you know, a little bit, a very tiny bit, um, with what it may be like to be in the spot like that, like that, or I'm sorry, the spotlight like that and, and see, you know, people talk about you. It's kind of funny. Well, it's just always so interesting to me what the tabloids like log like glom onto you know like what like why why did that really resonate with you which it was just like usually like a throwaway <laughs> comment and then it, it like something I don't know if it was you or me that said it but something we said in one of our most recent episodes got picked up like in four or five different tabloids and it was like that's what you're interested in us saying like just very very random but <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I digress. And it, and we would be remiss if we didn't also thank all of you listeners for uh, putting us in the top 100 uh, on the Apple podcast history category multiple times and for listening and for supporting us and just for being a part of the podcast royal family. So cheers. We're so boring. It's Monday night. So cheers with my Dasani water and your sparkling water too, to two years, but you know, maybe we'll get, we'll have to get a drink soon and celebrate properly. But before we hop into the Royal rundown, which by the way, we're going to do something different. Um, we're, you know, it's year three now. And so we're going to shake it up. So at least for the foreseeable future, we're going to have the Royal Rundown still on Wednesdays. But if we have any great interviews, like we certainly do this week, then we're going to try 
putting that out on Fridays to kind of make our episodes a little bit more digestible. We do record every other week right now. And so episodes tend to get over an hour and we want to make it digestible for you listeners and something that you can listen to on your commute and something that, you know, isn't, isn't so long and such a commitment for you. So we tried it out with the Christopher Anderson episode last Friday that went really well. And so we're going to do that again this week. So if you're wondering where's the interview or where's the lifestyle segment, Um, We will talk about this later in the show, but it will come out on Friday. And I also want to touch on this really quickly. Next episode, not the one on Friday, but the one in two weeks from now, we are going to do our deep dive into the crown. We, I just don't want to not say this and be like, hello, you're missing the elephant in the room, the crown. Why aren't they talking about the crown? Which of course came out on November the 9th. And we want to give everyone a chance to finish season five before we totally unpack and nitpick and dive into it and spoil everything for you. So I have finished season five. I'm wondering how far along you are in season five. Well, you know, I was going to say, I think it's smart to hold off on talking about this because, you know, it's not realistic to think that everyone's had the chance to watch all 10 episodes and I'm putting myself in that bucket. Um, I know I, I, I've been super busy and wanted to really sit down and dedicate the time to watching. So I am about four episodes in right now. So <laughs> I've got a little bit more. I, I have started it, um, but I've got a little bit more to get through and then we'll hopefully give the listeners time to get through it as well if if they've got plans and then we'll all catch up together. So I'm excited. Yes, me too. So you can expect that episode on November 30th and then we uh, will round out the year in December with our annual top 10 Royal Moments of 2022 there's been a whole lot. So I don't know how we're going to narrow it down, but I think we said that in 2021 and 2020 as well. So let's get mm-hmm. into the Royal Rundown. We've got some stuff to chat about today. All right. Yes. Um. So last week we learned that Camilla has her own personal new cipher that's been created for her. Listeners probably remember back in September, I think we reported on King Charles cipher and you know, at first glance, if you've seen Camilla's, you may think it's similar to Charles. It's got the letter C intertwined with the letter R and the crown on top. But I compared the two side by side. And if you look really closely, Camilla's is actually much more ornate than Charles. Her letters to me look more like calligraphy than a typeface. Um, and I actually really love it. I like how royal it feels. Um, you know, I think it's really fitting for a queen and definitely more feminine than Charles Cipher, which is also really fitting. As a quick reminder, the C stands for Camilla, and the R is for Regina, which is Latin for queen. So her cipher will be used on her letterhead, and she actually selected the design from several that were crafted as different options for her. And I have to admit, Rachel, I've never really thought much about the cipher of a queen consort. I mean, To me, when I think about it now, it makes sense that she would have one for her correspondence, but I've always thought of ciphers as belonging to the monarch rather than their spouse. Um, And so I tried to Google different ciphers for past queen consorts, and I actually couldn't find anything on Google, but are you familiar with the history of these? I'm really not. I did, you know, back when I was, back when I had my blog, the Duchess Commentary, 
um, which I never really closed, but I haven't written in it since I think September of 2020. I did a blog post about ciphers and, but it wasn't of any, I never included like the queen mother's cipher or any, I did include Phillips. He was, uh, you know, the consort to the queen, but um, I did everybody's cipher that was a member of the family at the time. I think it's really interesting. I mean, it's, it, you know, we're Southern, so it's kind of like your, your monogram a little bit, mm -hmm. if, if you will. But um, I, I've never seen the queen mother's cipher. So I don't know if she, I'm sure she had one surely, but um, I don't, I mean, as far as like, do I know the, the deep history of it? Not really. Yeah, I um I couldn't find hers online, but you know, you always think about seeing them, you know, in different in different public places that the ones that belong to the monarch. But what did you think about Camilla's cipher? Did you like this style? I do. I do. I think it's very feminine. I really do like it. I just still so I obviously just finished season five of the crown and I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I mean, obviously anybody that follows the royals even a little bit knows that Camilla was um, around in the 90s when this season five is and she was certainly not uh, not at all in the line to ever possibly have a cipher be queen one day um, you know during these years she was she was Charles mistress and so just to think you know just like I've just been in the 90s so hard with season five of the crown and like to turn that off and hop into wow, Camilla is really going to be queen. Like she's already <laughs> queen concert. She's, she's, she is queen Camilla. And that's just like, it, I just can't, if nobody would have thought 25 years ago that, that that was ever a possibility, but as to the cipher itself, yes, I, um, I think it's a good compliment to Charles's cipher, which is exactly what it's supposed to be. It's, uh, I really like the, you're right. It's kind of like calligraphy. I think it's beautiful and feminine and I really like it. Totally agree. I, I love it. I thought it was a great choice. So moving on from ciphers, but continuing on with Camilla and Charles, I don't know if you saw this, Rachel, I'm sure you did. The two of them visited Yoke. I mean, York this week. <laughs> that was, that joke was so bad. That's I tried, tried really hard to make it sound natural. That's and I pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's funny. And yeah. listeners admit, some listeners are laughing and some listeners are like, what are they talking about? So tell them. Well, I hope my joke did make some listeners laugh a little bit. Uh, but so the walkabout that they had in York uh, this week, there was a little incident, which was actually no laughing matter, but We'll talk about why they were in York in just a minute. But um, again, while they were there, they were greeting members of the public and someone from the crowd threw eggs at King Charles and it was caught on video. You can actually kind of see the eggs in the back flying in the air toward him and then they fall and break on the ground. And thankfully, it, they didn't actually hit anyone, but they came from a protester in the crowd and he yelled, this country was built on the blood of slaves and, and threw these eggs at Charles. Um, the protester, I did read, was taken into custody. And the crowd actually rallied in support of Charles. They were booing the protesters. And I know some yelled, God save the king. So, you know, overall, I don't think that that one protester was a reflection of how everyone felt in the crowd by any means. But, um, you know, I really thought it was interesting when you see the eggs fly and hit the ground, if you've watched the video, Charles seems relatively unbothered by it. He kind of looks down and sees them, but it all happens so quickly. I was trying to figure out, you know, 
what was going through his head? And I think ultimately he was trying to process it and at the same time, not react and look panicked when he realized what was happening. And it made me think about how the Royals are trained in these situations and what their security walks them through, you know, because how he responds really does impact the reaction of the public around him. You know, if he panics, everyone's going to panic. And so in his mm-hmm. head, he may have been panicking, but he certainly didn't show that. Um, he he responded very calmly and very well. And uh, they walked about their way um, after it happened. But what did you think of it all? I'm just kind of sitting here trying to stifle a laugh because, you know, Charles obviously had a 73-year apprenticeship before becoming king. So it's like, okay, we're in year 41. Today is the day that we practice getting eggs thrown at you or tomatoes <laughs> or different different items thrown at you so that you'll be prepared. This is King School, King School 101. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking that, you know, Kate encountered a protester a month or so ago, and now this, and I just think people are getting really bold at walkabouts. I mean, that's, nothing's new under the sun. So I'm sure something like this had, had to have happened for her late majesty at some point in her reign, but not in the, not in recent memory. Can I remember her getting something thrown at her or someone saying something ugly to her? Um, and I just think people are getting very bold and I just, um, thankfully the, the guy that did this was promptly arrested. And so um, I just, you know, I just think if you don't like the Royals then just don't come to their walkabout, you know, just, just don't go. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I really up. hope, I really hope this is not an indication of, you know, more situations like this because it's really unfortunate. And when things like this happen, it impacts their ability to continue to do these sorts of events and it impacts how they do it and how close they're able to connect with the public and and speak with people and, and shake hands and hug people. And so, you know, I certainly hope that we don't continue to see anything like this, but Back to why they were there. So they were in York to unveil a statue of the late Queen Elizabeth II, which is actually the first statue since her death. I read it was originally intended as a statue in celebration of the Platinum Jubilee year. But of course, now it will be in remembrance of her to honor her and her life and her reign. But while they were there, there was another sweet moment that I saw. I don't know if you saw this, Rachel. When Charles and Camilla were in York um, walking, they met Jason, who was a local child, and he's visually impaired. And Jason had the opportunity to walk in between Camilla and Charles and hold their hands. Mm-hmm. And the three of them looked so happy. I got really emotional seeing that. And after the event, it was reported that Jason said he felt calm, happy, and excited. And, you know, it got me thinking again, back to the egg situation. One of the frustrating things about incidents like that is they typically overshadow the real reasons of why this engagement was happening and the real moments of them connecting with the public. And that is super unfortunate. You know, how many people saw the video of the egg throwing, but never saw images of the statue unveiling or Jason walking with the king and queen. And um, I, I, that's super, super disappointing um, that it. I would, really yeah, I mean, way. I'll count myself as one of those people. This is the first I've heard of that. And that makes me really sad because, of course, I've heard all about the egg incident. But that just hearing you talk about that makes me 
choke up and I'm going to go look it up after we're finished recording. But those are the stories that I want to hear about, you know, and not, not protesters throwing eggs at, at people. And so that's, that's so powerful. I can't, we have another story about Kate in a minute with a child and that's, that's a beautiful story. And thankfully that did get, I, at least that got pressed enough that I was able to see it. And, um, wow, I love that story. I'm going to have to look that up. That's, that's awesome. That that's, that right there to me is what the monarchy is all about is serving and interacting with people and just making people feel really good and really happy. So yeah, that's awesome. for sure. Well, it is remembrance in the UK, which is a time to honor those who have lost their lives in war from both the UK and the Commonwealth nations. It is also, of course, the first remembrance without her late majesty, the queen, who deeply valued remembrance. It was, as, as all members of the royal family do, but to the queen in particular, it was incredibly important. It was always a central point in her diary. And on Saturday night, this past Saturday, royals turned out for the annual festival of remembrance at Royal Albert Hall in London. And then the next day was Remembrance Sunday. Um, emotions were running really high yesterday, as one can imagine. Again, these are this is the royal family, but this is still a family at the end of the day, and they've lost their matriarch. And this uh, service was at 11 a.m. at the Cenotaph, and Charles, I could see him getting emotional, Camilla, Kate, visibly emotional. I was really touched, and I actually wrote an article about this for Marie Claire, that Camilla and Kate left an empty space on the balcony of the foreign office, which Camilla and Kate watched the the proceedings from there every year. The queen is normally on the ground um, laying the wreath, but in the past couple of years, of course, mobility issues have prohibited her from doing that. So the past couple of years, we've seen her late majesty on the balcony with Camilla and Kate. And this year, of course, she's not there. And, but they, they left an empty space for her on the balcony. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was very obvious that that is exactly what they were doing because of the way they were standing. The balcony can fit three. So there were the two of them up there and they could have just stood a bit farther apart and spread across the balcony. But to me, anyway, you can see the photos. It, it was very obvious that there was a space left for her and it was very poignant and very moving. And, um, you know, it just reminds me of, the years, the last couple of years where the queen stood with them and as she was physically unable to lay the wreath herself and Charles did that for her. And it was, it was beautiful. So um, did, I don't know if you caught any of those photos, but that, that empty, that empty space that they left was just so touching to me. Yeah. I um, actually, I don't know that I saw the photo with the empty space. I saw some of, you know, Kate, alone and some of Camilla on her own. And I don't know if I actually saw a whole view. So I need to go back and look that up. Um, But that is, that is really sweet to have that, um, that there to honor the queen. Yeah. And I also wanted, speaking of remembrance, and I mentioned this a moment ago to point out a sweet moment Kate had recently at an engagement. So during remembrance, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I think we talked about it last year. Royals wear red poppy pins, which symbolize support of the armed forces and again, honor those who lost their lives in war. So Kate was on a visit to the Colum Manor Children's Center on behalf of the Maternal Mental Health Alliance, which is a charity that she is a patron of. And a young three-year-old boy showed interest in Kate's poppy pin because it's, you know, it's bright, it's red. And she actually, I love Kate for this so much. She immediately removed the pin 
and gave it to him. And she took that moment to explain to him and teach him and who knows how many other people what it was for and, and the significance of it. You know, Kate is so gifted with children, not just her own, but all children that she interacts with. She genuinely loves children and she continues to amaze me in how she interacts with them. And it's so authentic and natural and not everyone has that gift. Not everyone is natural around children. So I just wanted to see if you thought that was as sweet as I thought it was. Yeah, of course. I saw that video as well. And it was precious. You know, she bends down and she's right there, you know, just interacting with this little boy. And and she just, you know, thinks, hey, you would probably like taking this home and, you know, pulls her pen off. And um, it got me thinking about, you know, as adults, if we have an opportunity to meet a royal, we're probably you know, freaking out and panicking and don't know what to (laughs) say. The kids have no idea really, you know, who you're talking to and they just kind of interact so naturally. And it's just such a sweet moment to watch that. And, and one day he'll grow up and he'll see that video and realize, you know, exactly who he was talking to. No, I know. He was just like, you said, he was just (laughs) so natural, just like talking to any other woman that he interacted with any other teacher, any other adult. (laughs) So um, it was, it was an adorable exchange and it just reminds you again that royals are royals, but they're also just people at the end of the day. And um, we put all this importance on them, you know, us, us, especially we talk about them every week or every other week, but they're just people. And uh, I I love that. I love the innocence of that. And uh, from the U S Harry also wrote letters to military children who lost a parent an experience he of course knows all too well. I also just read right before we started recording that he was spotted at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. Uh, I think it was over the weekend. So I love that. That's on my bucket list. I don't know if you want to visit Pearl Harbor, but I, I certainly do. So I wonder what he was doing there. I don't really, I hadn't, I haven't dug that deep into it yet. I just saw it, but I don't know if he was there for business or pleasure or, or just to mark remembrance there. I'm not sure, but Let's switch gears. Um, I want to mention again, it is happy birthday, not just to King Charles. He turned 74 today, November 14th. But again, it's also our birthday. And so um, we've kind of already covered that. But I just think it's cool that we got the opportunity to record on our birthday. So again, happy birthday to us. And for Charles's birthday, we got a stunning photo. You sent this to me this morning of the King in the glowing sunlight. He's leaning against an ancient oak in Windsor Great Park. So I think this is kind of funny. For his, <laughs> this is what, these are things you can do when you're the monarch. For his birthday, the king decided to give himself a gift. And that is a new title, which used to belong to his late father, Prince Philip. So Charles is the new park ranger of Windsor Great Park. So congratulations to him on that achievement he gave himself. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that uh, this morning and I, I had a laugh over that too, you know, just give yourself this birthday present. Um, Why not? Make yourself a ranger. Um, yeah. And we also saw, I'm, I want to touch on this really quick before we move on. Um, we did see an update today and, and Rachel and I haven't had a chance to really do a deep dive. So we'll probably talk more about it in our next episode, but it looks like Charles has submitted a request to expand the uh, counselors of state. Um, and I know we've talked about this on the show, but essentially these are royals who are able to stand in on behalf of the monarch if he's unable to fulfill some duties for whatever reason. And so right now those people are his spouse. So that would be Camilla. And then um, I think it's the next four in line of succession. So that would be William. It would be 
let's see. Um, over the age of 21, Louis. right? Yes, so, over the age of 21. So not, not George Charlotte Louis. Correct. No. Um, William, Andrew, Harry, and Princess Beatrice, which is a new a new yeah. title for her. Um, so if this is approved, it looks like it would be expanded to include Princess Anne and Prince Edward. Um, so we'll we'll dig into that a little bit more and we'll see if we have any developments on that and we'll talk about it in our next episode. Sounds um good. but let's go ahead and wrap up the Royal Rundown with one more story. So we've got a really fun, surprising news this week. The Princess of Wales will actually be part of the annual Christmas Carol concert at at Westminster Abbey for a second time. So we saw her last year at the concert where she totally surprised us all with her piano playing talent when she played while Scottish singer Tom Walker sang For Those Who Can't Be Here. I know we all remember that. Um, I had that song stuck in my head forever after that concert. But, you know, I remember seeing it and it was a really great performance. I felt like it was just this warm moment where – All of these people who, you know, really struggled through the pandemic, especially those who lost loved ones during the pandemic, could look back and just remember those loved ones and share in their memories together. And I know we both talked about Kate's many talents, you know, we've seen from tennis to gardening and who knew piano playing. So I'm really looking forward to what we'll see from her this year. And The performance this year will actually be to honor the late Queen Elizabeth II, Um, and it will be conducted like last year's where the live event will take place on December 15th for essential workers, military, community volunteers, and then it will actually be recorded and played on ITV for everyone else on Christmas Eve. So something to look forward to this Christmas. Yeah, I really enjoyed that last year, and this woman can pretty much do anything she's probably going to come out simultaneously playing the violin and the oboe <laughs> and the flute and uh do playing the drums all at once that's that makes me think of that uh have you seen is it mary poppins where uh dick van dyke is has like all of the the whole instrument backpack <laughs> yeah. thing and he's yeah. like playing everything yeah. together she's she's gonna come out and, and wow us again by doing something i just don't know what it is but i you know, I am already cut. So actually I just walked in the door a minute ago and my Christmas tree has arrived. So I ordered uh, a new Christmas tree. It's pre-lit, obviously artificial, and it was at my door. So I'm like about ready. I don't ever decorate for the holidays this early. Like I said, it's November 14th, but I'm in the spirit this year. And so I'm really excited for this concert. I really enjoyed it last year. So I hope this can be an annual thing. And just every year she'll come out with a new instrument, maybe more than one, who knows, but (laughs) good stuff. Well, let's move into Royals around the world. We actually, I don't think have done Royals around the world in a while, but we have two that we want to bring to the table today. So let's head to Norway first. We've talked about her on the show before, but Princess Martha Louise has officially announced she is stepping back from royal duties to pursue other interests. So I know we've talked about her on the show before because she has this love story that's like super romantic and fanciful. It's one of those like love stories where she describes him as her twin flame and you know it's getting deep if we go past soulmate into twin flame territory. So 
She is engaged mm-hmm. to Shaman Durek. Uh, I, again, I know we've talked about this on the show before. And uh, the princess released a statement that said, Princess Martha Louise wishes to differentiate more clearly between her own activities and her relationship to the Royal House of Norway. The princess has therefore decided in consultation with His Majesty the King and other close family members that she will not carry out official duties for the Royal House at the present time. The princess is patron of various organizations, and today she informed them that she is relinquishing her patronage role, which has provided the framework for her official duties. Who does this sound like? This sounds like multiple British royals. Um, The princess is taking this step to create a clearer dividing line between her business activities and her role as a member of the royal family. The organizations previously under her patronage will be offered the patronage of other members of the royal family. Sounds a lot like Harry to me. Um, Mm -hmm. She, the princess will be allowed to keep her princess titles, which um, I assume probably is, is because that is her birthright. So um, that's interesting. I kind of could see that coming. Honestly, surprised it hasn't happened sooner, but that is the news out of Norway. Well, we've got one more last world around royals around the world story, another love story to report on this week. Always fun. And this takes place in Luxembourg where Princess Alexandra just announced her engagement. So Princess Alexandra is 31 and her fiance is Nicholas Bagori, who is 33. He was raised in France um, and the couple's wedding will take place in the spring of 2023. So Alexandra is the fourth child and the only daughter of the crown couple, the Grand Duke and Duchess of Luxembourg. She is sixth in line to the throne. And I thought this was really fun. The last time the family planned a royal wedding was in 2013. So almost 10 years ago, I'm sure Mm -hmm. they are really excited and looking forward to the marriage of Alexandra and Nicholas and congratulations to the princess and her fiance. Yes, they're a beautiful couple. Congratulations. Well, we are trying something new, as I said, as we dive into year three. Again, so that's it for this episode. Uh, There's your royal news that you need to know, and we'll keep that on Wednesdays and then share with you interviews on Friday. So please watch your feed for a true, like I know you can back me up on this, a truly fantastic interview with Gareth Russell, who is the author of the new Queen Mother biography that's getting tons of buzz. The book's called Do Let's Have Another Drink. That will drop on Friday. I can honestly tell you listeners that that was one of the most fun conversations we've had in a long time. And we have great conversations always on this show. We could have kept Gareth for hours. He's just, he's just a delight. So you'll definitely want to make sure to tune in on Friday to that. So that felt very short, but that's what we're going for more digestible episodes. So anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up episode 76? No, just another comment on Gareth. I told him when after we recorded, you know, listeners definitely want to listen to this interview because he does a great job just telling stories. Um, And the way he talked about the Queen Mother, I found myself just like daydreaming about, you know, her life so many decades ago and just imagining what that was like. And I just really enjoyed talking to him. It was it was a lot of fun. And this book is incredible. So, um, and I, I really hope everyone likes our new format with the news on Wednesday and the interviews on Friday, but I think it's going to go over really well. Yeah, I think so as well. And a lot of you tuned into Christopher Anderson. So keep it up. And like I said, we've got Gareth on Friday. We've got the crown recap coming in our next episode. 
And uh, in between then will be Thanksgiving for our listeners in the U.S. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And listeners, we are so thankful for you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Podcast Royal. Email us anytime if you've got thoughts at hellopodcastroyal at gmail.com. And please follow, rate, and review our podcast. You know, it is our birthday today. So I know you're not going to listen to this until two days from now, but it's still our birthday week. So give us that five star and make us really happy. Thank you so much for the past two years and for tuning into episode 76 of Podcast Royal. Happy second birthday to us and happy Thanksgiving to all of you U.S. listeners. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.